worked out like it did with Dad doing the hymn histories and then Pastor Mark with the announcements because I was thinking before I came to like, like oh, I'm going to be real quick. I hope there's something else to fill the time, but <laughs> no, it seemed to work out. Part of that um, is because I didn't, I wasn't here last Wednesday. I was sick and I didn't think to ask Dad what he preached on last Wednesday until Sunday. I just kind of thought, oh, hey, Dad, what, what did you preach on last Wednesday, by the way? And he goes, Psalm 3. I'm like, you're kidding. <laughs> I'm like, come on, that's, what I, that's where I'm preaching. But anyways, it worked out, uh, worked out really good. The Lord must have known that we uh, needed Psalm 3 twice. So, um, But as I was going through and preparing for the message, I just kind of hit a wall where it was like, you know, oh, Lord, I, I kind of want to make this longer, but I didn't feel like... Um, that's the direction he wanted me to go. So anyways, all that to say, I, I think we will be brief here tonight, but I hope it will be an encouragement to you as it was to me as I was going through this passage. Um, go ahead and turn to Psalm 3 and we'll read through it. And then we'll give a little bit of background. But Psalm 3. All right, the Bible says, Lord... How are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, There is no help for him in God, Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time. pray that you would help me to keep my thoughts clear. I pray that... uh, the message tonight would help us all and encourage us, and I pray, Lord, that you would just use it. Well, thank you for that, and we love you in your name. Amen. David um, is one of my favorite characters in the Bible to go to, um, simply because he is one of the most transparent characters in the Bible. We know a lot about his life, a lot about his successes and his failures, and just how uh, he handled each of those situations. Um, and it's very, I know for me, it's very helpful um, just to see uh, his relationship with God and how um, he lived his life and um, worked through those failures at times and even the successes and how he was always giving glory to God and praising him. And he, whenever you look at a lot of his Psalms, he always talks about God, my God. And um, I just, I always find that very encouraging. I always enjoy going to David's life and um, uh, just looking at, at, at him in that way. I know one of, some of my favorite characters in the Bible are Joseph, um, Daniel. When you look at those guys, the Bible doesn't have a whole lot to say about their failures, you know? So it's just kind of like, you know, these are really great examples that we can look at, but you know, David, to me, he's just a very real person that you can look at. You see every aspect of his life. Um, so this psalm was written while David was fleeing his son Absalom. We know from 2 Samuel chapter 11 and following, this kind of gives us the latter half of David's life and just 
um, really from uh, his sin with Bathsheba, how that really took his family into a downward spiral. Um, his family life was a mess from that point on. Um, but we know the historical account of the latter half of David's life. Uh, we know um, that uh, Absalom, he, uh, he killed one of his brothers because um, some sin that was going on there, things that shouldn't have been happen happening happened. Absalom took it into his own hands, killed his brother Amnon, and uh, from then on he fled for a while. Eventually he came back um, and sort of mended his relationship with his father, King David. Um, but then we see that Absalom, he uh, ended up going behind David's back and trying to win the heart of the people of Israel so that he could put himself up uh, as king. Um, and when this happened, uh, things started to change for David. David went back to a very familiar territory for himself. He found himself once again fleeing. Uh, you know, David, in the early part of his life, he was fleeing Saul uh, simply because uh, Saul was jealous that David was going to be the next king of Israel. And Saul, he didn't want that. He wanted his line uh, to um, continue, and um, he didn't want any part of David. Uh, he was a very jealous man. We know uh, a lot of that. We're very familiar with that story. Um, but David is, again, he's fleeing. Uh, but this time, it's not just from a king that's out to get him. It's from his own son. Um, that must have put David in a very um, hard place, very dark place. Uh, these were certainly dark days for David. Um, they must have paled in comparison uh, to when he was running from Saul. You know, as I read this psalm, I was thinking about how David must have been feeling, some of the emotions uh, th and things that he was going through, the desperation, uh, the anxiety, um, the distress, depression, the sorrow of his son trying to come and kill him, to take over the kingdom. You know, this was a very dark time for David. But in the midst of those emotions, um, and some of the, the physical distress he must have been going through, even in those dark days, we see that David was relying on God. He was relying on God's protection, God's provision, and God's prolonging of his life. So tonight, I want us to look at those three things briefly. First, God's protection, and from David's perspective. In Psalm 3, uh, the first few verses here, tells us, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which save my soul. There is no help for him in God, Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. Turn over now to 2 Samuel chapter 16. We'll just read some of the account here. But... God had his protection on David, even in the, this uh, dark time. David realized that, and he acknowledged that. Turn uh, again to 2 Samuel 16. We're going to look at verse 31. And I think I must have wrote, written down the wrong uh, chapter there. 15, pardon me, 1531. 
The Bible says, And one told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Now we know Ahithophel was one of David's most trusted counselors before this time. Um, Also, uh, one of the interesting things, um, I'm sure that is familiar to us all, he was, um, I believe, the grandfather of Bathsheba. And so... When Absalom was taking over, uh, we certainly see that this was a time where Ahithophel um, had some bitterness, most likely that he was taking out on David at this time for what he had done uh, to his granddaughter there. So anyways, we see that David here, he is asking God to take Ahithophel's counsel and turn it into foolishness. Ahithophel was a very wise man. Many people, when they heard his counsel, it was like, Ahithophel said it, that's what we're doing. doesn't matter what anybody else says. And um, David, he knew this, and he had asked God to turn that counsel into foolishness. Turn over now to 2 Samuel chapter 17, and we'll see how God uh, protected David uh, through this. So 2 Samuel chapter 17, we'll uh, read a few verses here. We're going to read verses 1 through 14. The Bible says, Moreover, Ahithophel said unto Absalom, Let me now choose out twelve thousand men, and I will arise and pursue after David this night. And I will come upon him while he is weary and weak-handed, and will make him afraid. And all the people that are with him shall flee, and I will smite the king only. And I will bring back all the people unto thee. The man whom thou seekest is as if all returned, and so all the people shall be in peace. And the saying pleased Absalom well, and all the elders of Israel. Then said Absalom, Call now Hushai the archite also, and let us hear likewise what he saith. And when Hushai was come to Absalom, Absalom spake unto him, saying, Ahithophel hath spoken after this manner. Shall we do after his saying? If not, speak thou. And Hushai said unto Absalom, The counsel that Ahithophel hath given is not good at this time. For said Hushai, Thou knowest thy father and his men, that they be mighty men, and they be uh, chafed in their minds as a bear robbed of her whelps in the field. And thy father is as a man of war and will not lodge with the people. Behold, he is hid now in some pit or in some other place, and it will come to pass, when some of them be overthrown at the first, that whatsoever heareth it will say, There is a slaughter among the people that follow Absalom. And he also that is valiant, whose heart is as the heart of a lion, shall utterly melt. For all Israel knoweth that thy father is a mighty man, and they which be with him are valiant men. Therefore I counsel that all Israel be generally gathered unto thee, from Dan even to Beersheba, as the sand that is by the sea for multitude, and that thou go to battle in thine own person. So shall we come upon him in some place where he shall be found, and we will light upon him as the dew falleth on the ground. And of him and of all the men that are with him there shall not be left so much as one." Moreover, if he be gotten into a city, then shall all Israel bring ropes to that city, and we will draw it into the river until there be not one small stone found there. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The counsel of Hushai the archite is better than the counsel of Ahithophel, for the Lord had appointed to defeat the good counsel of Ahithophel to the intent that the Lord might bring evil upon Absalom. So we see here, it was a lengthy passage, what's going on, Ahithophel, he's telling Absalom, hey, we need to get some men together and strike now. If we do this, we'll be able to take, run David over. We'll be able to take him out, and then everything's going to be fine. You're going to be set up in a good place. If Absalom had listened to that, 
That's probably just exactly what would have happened. But Hushai, God used him to, in a sense, give David, well, really, he gave David more time uh, to prepare, more time to get into a better uh, place, and really just delayed the whole process so that um, in the end, Absalom would be defeated. We see that God protected David here by taking uh, the counsel of Ahithophel and turning it into foolishness. Now, there are many other times that we can look at David's life, and we can see how God protected him. We can think back to the very beginning when David was going up against Goliath, and he was trying to convince Saul to let him go to battle with him. He said, hey, listen, Saul, I, I've, been, I've been in the field watching the sheep, and there was this time a bear came, and the Lord let me defeat this bear. There was another time a lion came, and the Lord let me defeat this lion. God, through all of that, protected him. And we just see all through David's life, God's protection. It was no different in this time. You see, David, even though he was feeling certainly fear, many different other things going on, uh, desperation, he was relying on God because he knew God would protect him. He had seen it in the past, and he was trusting God to protect him in the future. He could certainly rely on God's protection for his life as he had seen God's hand of protection throughout all of his life. So we see God's protection, and then we see God's provision. And then we can turn back over to Psalm 3. We see God's provision in verse, uh, verse 5 here. Um, 5 and 6, it says, I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. If we look over at Second Samuel again in uh, chapter 17, we were just there. Second Samuel 17, we see that God provided for David. David said that, um, in verse uh, 4 there, he said, I laid me down and slept. And initially when I read this verse, you know, in my mind, I think that uh, we see how God sustains our life. You know, when we lay down and we sleep and then we wake up, it's because it was the Lord sustains us through that, right? Even our, our, our breath, our heart beating, God is the one who keeps all of that going in our lives. A very small thing um, that, you know, if our hearts stop beating, that's it. We're done, right? So, you know, I always think of that verse in that way. Man, you know, God, He's always watching me, protecting me. But when I read it this time and actually looking at the story um, that goes along with this psalm, um, I realized that David, not only was God sustaining him, but God was providing for him. Um, again, 2 Samuel chapter 17, uh, look at verse 27. The Bible says, And it came to pass, when David was come to Maonam, that Shobi, the son of Nahash, of Reba, of the children of Ammon, and Maker, the son of Amiel, and Lodabar, and Bar Barzillai, the Gileadite, of Rogalim, 
brought beds and basins and earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour and parched corn and beans and lentils and parched pulse and honey and butter and sheep and cheese of kind for David and for the people that were with him to eat. For they said, the people is hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. So here we see that David's fleeing, but then God provides for him. He provides a place of rest. He provides uh, his needs for uh, food. Um, And not just for David, but all those that were with him. We see God, he was providing for David in this trial. And even when David wasn't in a trial, God provides. We can trust God to provide for us no matter where we are at in our life. But David, when he wrote the psalm, he could have been just thinking about, man, I'm running for my son. This is, this is rough. Oh, you know, he could be thinking about all the bad things that are going on. Oh, me, oh, my. But he was trusting God. He was trusting God to protect him. He was trusting for God's provision. And then lastly, we'll look at that. He was uh, trusting that God would prolong him. In Psalm 3, again, we'll look at uh, verse 8 there. And then you can hold your thumb in 2 Samuel. Psalm 3, uh, we'll actually look at verse 7. It says, Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for Thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon Thy people. Selah. When we read that, we don't really know exactly at what point um, of David's fleeing from Absalom that that psalm was written. Um, but I would imagine that um, it wasn't at the end of all that, right? Because he was talking about how his enemies had surrounded him, different things there. But he had seen God in the past take him and save him from trouble, save him out of the hand of Saul, out of the hand of many other enemies. And he knew he could trust God for his prolonging. God prolonged David's life and giving him deliverance over his son Absalom. But the application for us, you know, this, this physical life will one day end. You know, God is not always going to protect us in the sense that, you know, our physical protection is, is going to be taken care of. Our bodies are going to die one day. We're not going to need to be protected. You know, we're not going to need these bodies to be provided for anymore because these bodies don't last. And our prolonging, though, that's eternity for us. The application for us is that we can trust God that He will carry us through this life and into eternity to be with Him if we've accepted Him as our personal Savior. But we see God's prolonging in David's life in this uh, story here. If you look at 2 Samuel chapter 18, we're going to look at verse uh, 31. says, And behold, Cushai came, and Cushai said, Tidings, my lord the king, for the Lord hath avenged thee this day of all them that rose up against thee. And the king said unto Cushai, 
Is the young man Absalom safe? And Cushai answered, The enemies of my lord the king and all that rise against thee to do thee hurt be as that young man is. And the king was much moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he wept, thus he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee. O Absalom, my son, my son. We see here that Absalom was defeated. God had prolonged David's life through this. Even in that, God never promises that we're going to have a happy life all the time and that everything's going to be great, right? Um, Sometimes, a lot of times, there are hard days that we have to go through, dark days, just as David was going through. But we can trust God that He's going to protect us, that He will provide for us, that He will prolong us and use us to accomplish His will as we follow Him. You know, I I think often of uh, Daniel chapter 3 with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Where they went before King Nebuchadnezzar and they stood there and they told the king, they said, King, doesn't matter what you're going to do to us, we're going to serve God and only God. And the king said, that's fine, threw him in the fiery furnace. And what happened? Something miraculous happened, right? There weren't just three guys walking in that furnace, there were four. See, God came and he saved those men from that death that day. But it doesn't always work out like that. Sometimes we go through the trials and there's not a a happy ending always or something miraculous. It does not negate that we need to be trusting God. It doesn't negate that, hey, God can be trusted. We can rely on Him. A couple weeks ago, uh, my message um, out of Psalm 23 was, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord Jehovah, God, He's my shepherd. I can trust Him because He is the mighty God. He has power over all things. David, he realized this, and he was relying on God. So tonight, I feel like the the message was uh, fairly short. Um, I hope it was uh, simple and understandable. In the midst of this time in David's life, when there was turmoil, before he knew the outcome of what was going to happen to his life or his family and those nearest him, he knew that he could trust God for his protection provision and prolonging. The application for us tonight is that no matter what we are going through, God, He can protect you, provide, and prolong you. We have no guarantee of tomorrow, but what we are guaranteed is eternity. And if we've trusted Christ, we can know that eternity, that in eternity we will be with Him in heaven forever. So whether you're going through a time now where things are good, or maybe there's anxiety, distress, discouragement. Don't let those things overtake you. You can trust in God. He will take care of you. Um, Just in closing, a quick story of uh, a missionary. Uh, Many years ago, his name was Kenneth Cates. He, uh, He grew up in the South, and he was what you would call a good old Southern boy. Um... 
he, uh, he lived a, a rough life. His upbringing was not very good. His mother left him at an early age. Um, his father remarried, and um, his stepmom was not a kind lady. He ended up going from town to town, um, just living a life of sin, spending time in jail. Uh, finally, um, he had gotten to a point where he was living with his aunt, and she started encouraging him to go to church and getting him to go to church, and he started going, and uh, he got saved. And through that, the Lord worked in his life about going to the mission field. And I believe it was through a, um, a missionary that had come to visit the church that the Lord really burdened him for the Amazon River and for the people that lived along it. And so uh, this man, Kenneth Cates, he, he couldn't get away from the fact that he knew he had to be along the Amazon River helping those people and giving them the gospel. So what he did, um, it's a little sensational. I don't recommend it, um, but he, on $25 support a month, from his church, and that's it, packed up everything he owned in one suitcase and flew to the Amazon, or I can't remember what country he initially flew to, but he was there, didn't know the language, didn't really have a contact, he was just there. And as he was trying to stumble and make his way through the, those initial days, he was getting really discouraged, as you can imagine. Um, but in all of that discouragement, he was trusting God, and he was just really trying to, to seek God and what God would have him do. In the midst of that discouragement, something happened that gave him that little extra boost. Just across the, the room from where he was staying, he heard someone started to hum a song. And it was the tune of God Will Take Care of You, right at the moment that he needed it. You know, God... As he has protected many in, in the past, as we see in the Bible, miraculous things that had happened, um, God, that same God, can do those things that he did then. He can do those things today. He did that for a missionary then. He did that for David, countless others. Can God do today what he's done in days gone by? He absolutely can. You can absolutely trust him to take you through whatever you're going through. God can protect you. He can provide for you, and He can prolong you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You for the time. We thank You for...